Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin big bets here on VEASAN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel on a fabulous Wednesday morning here, Pacific Coast time, Amal. Uh, it is going to be a great show today. Of course, we, we have Tank Williams on. I can't wait to catch up with Tank to talk all things NFL. Of oh, course. I'm, I'm glad. I just thought you might be talking about some dragon show or something. Oh, you know, like, what are the odds that Tank is going to be rocking something from House of the Dragons? Some sort of like House Targaryen shirt, something. For people that don't know, Tank and I both share an affinity for Game of Thrones and for House of the Dragon. Something I can't believe I can't get you to watch. It'll never happen. I'm just going to give up now. Uh, yeah, definitely not. If you give me at least some <laughs> show that's real, I, I'm not into those types of shows. Give me something like I didn't in the realm I'm... of Succession or White Lotus. Oh. I'm in. S- Succession is a fantastic show. Tank's going to join us. says that. I think it's good. Oh, you'll love it. Oh, you watch it. You know. Uh, he'll join us at the top of the hour, and we'll get Tank's thoughts on the NFL weekend at large. Of course, we've got a Thursday night game between the Jags and the Jets. And then later on, I'm going to talk all things NBA with our senior NBA analyst here at Visa. And, of course, he is Jonathan Von Tobel. So we'll catch up with JVT, get his thoughts on the NBA. You know, we talked yesterday with Timmy D, uh, Tim Doyle, about the Orlando Magic. I-, I wonder if there's other teams out there that JVT thinks that could be a second-half surprise, kind of like the Boston Celtics a year ago up to uh, and what they did at the end of last year, a great run all the way to the finals. We do want to begin with big news out of Major League Baseball. And I didn't go to sleep early last night, and boy, am I glad I didn't. Carlos Correa, of course, is a San Francisco Giant, right? And he signed the big deal. And then all of a sudden, remember, he was going to have the press conference yesterday? And then the Giants pulled the plug in the presser. And if you know this, I'm all being in the media. 
you pull the pro- plug in a presser, something has gone terribly wrong. And then we find out that there was a problem maybe with the, with the physical, and then the Giants are like, ah, oh, man, this, this might be damaged goods. So we're going to kind of back out of this big deal we gave Carlos Correa. My meet the mess, which instead of meet the Mets, that's my group handle with all my Met fans. It starts buzzing. Hey, maybe Uncle Steve is going to pop in here and go after Carlos Correa. Lo and behold, before I can go to sleep, Carlos Correa is a Met. So Carlos Correa now gets 12 years, $315 million from the Metropolitans. Amal Shaw, does this shift the balance of power for you in the National League? Uh, it does, but first of all, congratulations to the San Francisco Giants. You're not stuck with an what? albatross of a contract that's going to be horrible in about five years on a guy that's going to be batting 270, hitting 20 homers and driving in 75. 270 in 2022? That's like 350 in the old days. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, the reality of it is he's a good player. He'll be, on, he'll be playing third base, not his natural position, not as ecstatic about that. Look, the biggest mistake that the Mets made in the offseason is you should have already signed Jacob DeGrom. I don't think he wanted to stay in New York. I don't think he wanted to be in that market. Mm-hmm. He went to Texas, a little bit smaller of a market there. But to me, that's the biggest loss. I think the Mets were already a threat in the National League with the lineup that they had. Adding Correa obviously bolsters it a bit. But to me, the question is the pitching. You're relying on four, basically guys that are 40 years old, Scherzer and Verlander. And it's not a bigger Scherzer fan than me, but... Can Verlander duplicate what he did last year? Can Scherzer pitch at a level that he did a couple years ago? Because let's be real here. Last year, he wasn't Max Scherzer, what we've become accustomed to. No, and he was dinged up at the end of the year. And I think you raised some great points. And that is the Mets are relying on older guys from the rotation side, and they're going younger with the position players, right? So now you got Frankie Lindor, who's going to play short. And they go, well, oh my goodness, Correa's not going to play third. Correa and Lindor played uh, in in some, uh, I believe, some winter ball they did the short and third position together. So they have a little bit of familiarity doing that, right? So I don't think that'll be as big a shock. The lineup looks good. And this gets back to the old kind of Cubs way of the late 2000s. Do you do it with, say, Pryor and Kerry Wood, and you go with the young stud pitchers? That didn't really work out in Chicago. Or do you go with the younger positional players that you lock up for 12, 10 years, like you've done with Lindor uh, and now with this signing of Correa? I actually think this is the right model. As much as I love Jacob Grom, you know me, I think he's the best pitcher that we've seen in our generation. He couldn't stay healthy either. So now you're going to go with some older guys in the rotation for the Metropolitans and hope they have their best stuff come September. Let's be real. You don't expect them to go out there with 30-plus starts, right? No, you don't. You hope they do. By the way, when you say generation, can you define that, please? Like, What do you mean? Like You said best pitcher of our generation. Oh, I will say in the last decade. That's fair. Right. Well, I think Jacob Ron in the last 10 years is the best pitcher that I've seen. Jacob Sayang. I would say he's second for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Behind? Well, I got to give, give Kershaw and Scherzer the longevity, right? They did it more consist- consistently Agreed. for a longer period of time. But, you know, getting back to your point on this team, look, offensively, they're going to be tremendous. They re-signed Nimmo. They've got Pete Alonso. You look at uh, Frankie Lindor's locked in for a long-term deal. This team is really dangerous. I love the uh, re-signing of the closer. Um, yeah, Edwin Diaz. Thank you. Sugar. That name was not coming for about an hour, so I'm glad you chimed <laughs> in with that. Um, they're really good. They're really talented. But again, the starting pitching is what matters in the postseason. And that's why I thought the signing of Aaron Judge was a terrible move by the Yankees. I've said this all along. I'm telling you right now, I would have given him four years, $200 million, and give him a higher an, an, excuse me, annual average instead of giving him that, four, um, what is it, nine for 360? Because that back end of the deal is going to be like the Albert Pujols deal. 
I'm with you. What I'm stunned about here is you look at the futures to win the World Series, right? Yankees there, 7-1. Strohs, of course, reigning, defending, 6-1. Metropolitan's been shorted all the way to 750. They, mm-hmm. they were 12-1. Wow. Yes. Like, Carlos Correa is a nice player. He's not 450 nice. Right? That's yeah. what I kind of look at, and I go, man, of course, as a fan, I'd love to hop on the Mets at, at good style plus money, but that's not the right number for a non-pitcher. Again, it gets back to how do you build your teams? The Yankees are trying to do it now with, with Judge. And, oh, by the way, the big news out of New York City today is Aaron Judge has been named captain. And I know some people go, oh, it's not that big a deal. I heard Aaron Judge tell the story today when he was re-signing with the Yankees. He said, this is Aaron Judge, Mr. Steinbrenner, which is weird hearing that that's Hal and not George for me. But he goes, Mr. Steinbrenner said, Thurman Munson was my favorite Yankee growing up, and I want to make you captain just like Thurman was. And judge, like, the gravity of re-signing in New York and becoming the new captain, and I don't believe they've had a captain, obviously, since Derek Jeter, right? That that's not something the Yankees do lightly. Sure. Does that change your opinion of the Yankees now that he's going to have that C on his, on his jersey? Not really. I still don't think this team's got enough guys that can put the ball in play. Uh, Pitching-wise, Garrett Cole's paid like he's Clayton Kershaw, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, but he's not at that level. Mm. I look at the New York Yankees, and if you're an anti-Yankee person, because in baseball it comes down to two people, right? They're either Yankee fans or anti-Yankee people. I think you should be proud that they re-signed Judge this long-term contract. Judge is not going to duplicate the year he had, and he hasn't had much help around him. And by the way, I'll tell you what, you're going to be sad if Aaron Hicks is not in that outfield if you're an anti-Yankee person. <laughs> I, I am an anti-Yankee person. As a Metropolitan fan, you can't root for the Yanks, so... Hey, I, good for Aaron Judge. He's got the C on his, on his uh, jersey there. Let's see if that actually helps the Yanks win more games. It's 7-1. I don't like that number. And, again, I wish the Mets were still closer to 10-1 to today. But at plus 750, Carlos Correa doesn't move it that much for me. Do the Mets win the division? Because I still think Philadelphia is a dangerous team. They go out in the post. I'm sorry, uh, after the World oh, Series. Oh, they, they've re- reloaded, right? Yeah, yeah Bryce is going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. But I still think the team's dangerous. I like the pitching with Zach Wheeler and company. Um, oh, it's a three-horse race, right? It's it's Braves, Mets, and, I, and Phillies. That's I, I don't a... think the Braves are there. I think the loss of Dansby Swanson is huge. I thought Dansby Swanson, in my opinion, was the biggest loss besides DeGrom in the offseason wow. to a team. I thought Verlander was not as big of a loss to Houston as Dansby is to the Braves because, to me, he's the guy that does everything you need. He can defend. He can hit. He can do it all. And he is just a guy that makes winning baseball plays. Ten to one for the Braves, by the way, to win the World Series. That's not that's way too short for my. I, my I agree with you because I, I think we both have them right now as the third best team in that division. Yes. Let alone, and you look at them. What the sixth uh, shortest odds to win the World Series? Yeah. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, obviously, also want some football news. Sad news out of the Steel City today: the passing of Franco Harris, NFL Hall of Famer. Of course, the immaculate reception, the 50-year anniversary of that play is Friday of all days, and Franco passed away uh, last night. I mean, you talk about a legend in the sport. They don't come much bigger than Franco Harris. Um, I had the good fortune of being at the last game ever at Three River Stadium in 2000. They were playing the then Washington Redskins, and the outpouring of fan support when Franco Harris, uh, I've never seen anything like it. Like, you know, Bradshaw and Swan and Mean Joe and Jack Lambert, they love all those guys. I don't know if one player resonates more with the city than Franco Harris has done with the Steel City. Yeah, I remember he played collegially at Penn State. Right. So you have a lot of uh, Penn State fans who are Steeler fans, a lot of Steeler fans who are Penn State fans. So to have a player of this caliber, Hall of Fame running back, man, uh, just absolutely a fabric. When you think of the Steelers, I mean, to me, I think of really 
a handful of players, probably more than any other franchise. You know, you think of the Niners, you think of Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. But when you think of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you think of Bradshaw, Franco Harris, Lynn Swan, and Mean Joe Green. You know, those are the four names that pop into my head when I think of the Steelers. So this guy was just an absolute embodiment of what the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Rooney family, Chuck Knoll, and you go back to the 70s, their dynasty of four Super Bowls all embodied. He is every bit uh, an integral aspect of that as any player ever has been in any run. We're going to have two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden join the program mm-hmm. on Friday on the 50th, 50th anniversary of that immaculate reception. I do wonder how the players will react today. You know Mike Tomlin's talking about that. We'll talk about that that game in specifics. But Vinny Mayugo, of course, runs a sports book here at South Point where we do these shows each and every day. Tweeted this out this morning, and it kind of hit me. He said, never met a football fan who didn't like Franco Harris. And, you know, you and I were kidding. Like, I wonder if the Raider fans feel that same way. I, I am a diehard, as you well know, yeah. died-in-the-wool Cowboy fan. I even love Franco Harris. Even for all the pain those teams brought me as a kid, it's just, as you said, he embodied everything that was class personified with, with the Steelers and that kind of that Steeler way from Penn State to Pittsburgh. I, I'm with Vinny. I don't know that anybody dislikes Franco Harris. Yeah, I think a lot of fans, you know, we sit there and say, if you're, let's say you're a Broncos fan or a Raider fan, you probably don't like Patrick Mahomes, right. but you respect the greatness of his game. And yes. I think that applies to a lot of players. And I think it's the same thing. Fortunately for me, I'm not a fan of any particular team, but I can appreciate great players and Franco Harris being one of them. I remember the tail end of his career, him beating the Browns, you know, just it's, there's certain players you just have an affinity for because of their greatness. Uh, we're thinking of you, Pittsburgh. I know this is not an easy day for the Steeler fan base because that is one of theirs that uh, they lost today. But uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the, the fa- family of Franco Harris. Come on back. Just getting it started. It is Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. 
Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. College Bowl season is here, and VEASAN has you covered. We've got picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VEASAN.com. Check out the bowl betting coverage while you're there. Now is a great time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for only $79. You get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Having some technical difficulties in the studio. Are you good over there? I'm great. I think Kevin's going to kill me, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, sometimes you, we drop like the mic packs. That's what I just did. And it's like, oh, man, Kevin's <laughs> over there going, oh, man, you guys, we can't give you anything nice. It's a good thing he's already in the penalty box. Otherwise, he would come over <laughs> he the glass. over the glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get to some other NFL news and notes uh, that are going to affect certainly some lines uh, this week. Jeff Saturday announced that on Sunday – his new quarterback is not going to be Matty Ice anymore. He's going to go to Nick Foles. And I did not think that this would necessarily move the number, but apparently it is doing so. So, again, the Colts, uh, they have really nothing to play for for the rest of the season. I mean, I don't believe they're mathematically eliminated yet, but they're not. He's trying to do everything he can to try to shake this thing up. What do you make of that move to Foles? Do you think it does anything for Colts backers this weekend to believe that maybe this is a move that's going to no Jonathan Taylor. He's going to probably not play anymore for the rest of the season. Is, is this good news for Colts backers? Now you're getting four and a half at home against the Chargers. Not for Colts backers, but uh, I think for the Colts and Colts fans, it's good news. I don't think they're going to win any more games. Which uh, would be better for the draft pick. Absolutely right. Uh, but to me right now, this team sitting at four, nine, and one. Oof. I'm not even sure. How, they would have to win out. Tennessee would have to lose their final three games. Jacksonville would have to lose two of their final three games. Seven, nine, and one. That's your best you can do. Yep, that's how they get in. That's it. And look, by the way, I'm cool with Jeff Saturday now as the head coach doing whatever he thinks is right. Look, Matty Ice is now, you know, he was the quarterback for the biggest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl. He was a member of the Falcons, 28-3. And now he's the quarterback of the biggest comeback in the history of pro football, 33-0. That doesn't mean it's all on Matty Ice in either scenario, right? But it's just one of those weird happenstance things in the history of football. He's now on the wrong side of two of the biggest, most iconic comebacks ever. And so Jeff Saturday says, you know what? I got to try the other guy. Nick Foles, Super Bowl hero in Philadelphia, ironically, when Carson Wentz went down and he somehow takes them all the way to win the Super Bowl and beat Tom Brady. I'm not saying it's going to spearhead this team, but what do you make of Jeff Saturday? Is he putting his best foot forward for a guy that says, I want to be the head coach here. This is not a gimmick to me. I want this job long-term. It's interesting. I mean, it depends on what, uh, you know, the Ursays decide to do or Jim Ursay decides to do, but I don't know. I, I, 
Look, them blowing that lead, I think it's tough. You always see it in college basketball. Teams got a 25-point lead. Kentucky would be like a two-point favorite in the second half against a team they could theoretically beat by 10 points. And in this game, the Colts, it seemed like they were in perfect position to win that game, go to 5-8-1, and one. would have given themselves an outside shot at the division. But now, almost an impossibility for them to win it. Um, I don't know. Maybe you got to see what uh, Nick Foles is. By the way, you look at 100-1 to one for the Colts to win the South. I, there's too many zeros even to make the playoffs. The idea is they're not getting a wild card, right? Right, they can't. The, yeah. they, it's just, it's division or bust. Correct. There's no way that, but by the way, we didn't think that this division was in play. The Titans were 7-2. and two. They've lost five in a row. So all of a sudden, the Jags are back from the dead, and they can win out and win this division. Are we, is it possible that the Colts could actually get to 7-9-1 and one and these other two teams can keep on losing? Well, look, they both play Houston. Right. The Tennessee Titans play Houston uh, next week. So somebody's I'm beating sorry, Houston. I'm sorry, they play, they play, Tennessee plays Houston this week, and then Jacksonville plays Tennessee the following week. So one of those Houston. teams is beating Houston, yeah. and that, that's why that 100-1 to one does exactly. not seem like even, even exactly. a play. So, again, quarterback change there, Nick Foles, but Amal and I are in the same camp. Even at 100-1, to one, that's, that's just throwing dead money on it, wishful thinking. Uh, when you look at what's happening with Jalen Hurts, now, again, we, if you heard Nick Sirianni yesterday – he said, look, he's not like you and me. Talking about Jalen Hurts. He's a fast healer, and, man, I put nothing past him. And Like, like, like Jalen Hurts is the doctor. Because he basically said, hey, if Jalen can go, we're going to play him. That, that will be led up to the team doctor. I have to think, like I said yesterday, the mustache is going to play, and that's Gardner Minshew. So the Fly Eagles Fly are getting five. I like Philly getting five. Where does this number end up before we get to kick Saturday? I think four and a half maybe. Um, I still think Philadelphia is a good team. It's not, this is not a team where you look at and go, okay, Jalen Hurts has obviously been the catalyst, but I, I believe Minshew can be as effective. Now, the one area where you're really hurt with Minshew compared to Jalen Hurts is the mobility. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts' ability on a third down and three where everything's covered up to run and get a first down changes the dynamic of things. But for me, I look at Gardner Minshew, and I think he's got good accuracy. I think he's a solid quarterback. Look, I thought before the season, I didn't know Jalen Hurts was going to have this type of year. I thought Minshew was a guy who was contending for the starting role. And if you're Gardner Minshew, you approach this like it's your audition. Because now if you go out and show you can play well, maybe either Philly decides to keep you as a backup or they move on from you and you got an opportunity to go somewhere else and get a starting role. I heard a story uh, that Gardner Minshew in the offseason, do you know where he lived? I do, in a van b- down by the river. You're not far off <laughs> in an old prison bus. This is the you, kids Google it. It's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. And then they moved said prison bus closer to the facility so he could go to practice and, and train. Like, he's a different cat. Of course, he played for the late, great Mike Leach, who was also a different cat, right? So, so like, Garter Minshew, he just thinks – he does feel like Uncle, Uncle Rico. He's got some of those vibes, right? So, like, I just kind of look at this guy and I go, I don't know what to expect from Garter Minshew this week. But if you're giving me five to six, you could have gotten a size five and a half. And again, you think this number might come down. He just, he might just freewheel this thing and start throwing up to A.J. Brown and Devontae Parker and uh, 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 Devontae Smith, rather. And the Cowboys' corners are all dinged up. They could have a field day in the pass game. I think this is the perfect place for him to start in terms of the environment in a dome. Uh, against Dallas's defense, it won't be easy because of how effective they've been this year. But we saw Trevor Lawrence and company have success in that game after Dallas had a sizable lead, I think, what, 17 points? Yeah. They come back and win the game. So 
I think if you're Philadelphia, you like your chances, you win this game. Boy, it's going to be a great Christmas. Division's wrapped up. You're ready to go for the postseason. And I think with the victory, they they solidify the one seat. And then Jalen Hurts can take a month off yes. if, if he wanted to. Yeah. Up to a month off of non-football for a guy well, who's got a shoulder or collarbone, whatever the diagnosis really is. Also, the other thing that happens is you've got guys that might be a little bit dinged up, say, defensively. Yeah, yeah. Or on the offensive line or anywhere else. They don't have to play now. Now you're in a situation, okay, we've got enough time for people to be able to heal. And if you've got a sprained ankle, high ankle sprain, you know, a little bit of a lingering issue, injury here or there, you can be rested, be ready to go for the playoffs because now you've got to play two games. Both would be at home to get to the Super Bowl. You feel great if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. If you can win this game, you basically eliminate those last two games in the back end of the schedule, and you have no obligation to anybody in the NFC no. or in the NFC East to worry about, hey, you know, play your guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We did our job. We you, wrap up the one seed. It's about us, not it, about you. It's exactly right. Uh, by the way, more bad news for the Cowboy backers out there like myself. Uh, Micah Parsons is, look, I, I told you he has not been the same the last couple of weeks. He's dealing with an illness. They have not specified exactly what it is. He's been dinged up for a while now, so he's got some issue. There's a, a, rumors of an illness going through the Cowboys facility right now. So something else to keep an eye on here in a short week for the Cowboys and the Eagles as they play this game on Saturday. So Micah has been out the last two days. You're going to need 11 if you're the Cowboys to get any sort of pass rush. They did not have any against Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think it's just a cop-out. So when he doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year award, he says he didn't play the full 17. A rump. Speaking of Jacksonville and that comeback win for the Jags over the Cowboys last week, uh, interesting news here that Trevor Lawrence is dealing with a toe. Mm-hmm. Listed as questionable. Like, like Normally you get probable with a toe. You don't think twice of it. Of course, he's expected to play tomorrow night against the JTS Jets. But, you know, questionable when you get down to that injury report and all, that's kind of the, it's a flag for me. It's not a red flag, but it is a flag that it's not probable. Yes, he's going to play. Right. But why would you list him as questionable if you know he's going to play? Like, should we read into that a little bit more? Because, again, you're seeing some picks out there. I'm seeing as high as one and a half at other shops on the Jets. Like, that is concerning if he's not as mobile as he needs to be. And by the way, he's a big kid, but he can move out of the pocket like he did against the Cowboys and make plays with his legs to open it up for his big arm down the field. Yeah, I think he's a guy who's a uh, absolute threat. And this should be interesting in this matchup. And, you know, I've seen this number bounce between one and, you know, back to a pick him here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a uh, preference in this game, Dave. I do not, but... I, I'm looking forward to watching this game. This is two teams that are really kind of fighting for their postseason lives because if Jackson were to drop, Jacksonville were to drop this game and Tennessee wins the game on Sunday, that puts them in a really difficult spot to be able to. I don't know if they, they can still win the division by winning out and if Tennessee right. loses their last two games. I, the way I look at it is, and I've told you this in, in weeks past, like for the Cowboys, it's not about Dak Prescott. It's about 11. If Micah Parsons is the best player in the field, to me it's about Quinn and Williams. If he can be the most disruptive player in the field, I think the Jets will win. Like, I'm not even looking at Zach Wilson. I'm looking at that defense. And when that kid plays the way he can play, he's unblockable at times on the inside for that Jets defense. When he And he's been dinged up in recent weeks as well. If Quinnen Williams goes, I think the Jets go. And that defense could be good enough to slow down Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, when we come back real quick, Dave, we'll have some breaking news on who's going to be the starting quarterback in Arizona. It's going to be important to the bet you might be making on that game. That's what we call a tease in the business. And that's a really good one. Come on back. We'll give you that information here on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the 
the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made up with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's ZYN.com. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside Amal Shaw, we roll on with this edition of Big Bets. You you did a great TV tease, as they say in the biz, right? Like when we come back, we're going to tell you about the breaking news out of the desert. And that news is, is we are Penn State. We Wait. are Trace McSorley, you mean? Well, here's the problem, Dave. You screwed up. You were supposed Did to I, say Trace McSorley. We are oh, losing. Say, <laughs> right. That was the, the setup. I, I screwed up the setup. But you believe Trace McSorley from Penn State, who will be starting now for the Arizona Cardinals against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't think this is good news for the boys out in the desert. Right now, six and a half for the Buccaneers with Colt McCoy officially out. Of course, King Kyler is done for the year. Kyler Murray. Yeesh. We're going to Trace McSorley. He's got great numbers this year. McSorley? Yeah, 166 yards passing, three INTs. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you're the Buccaneers, my God, they have been abysmal ATS. Yes. I mean, like, historically bad, okay? So, like, you want to back the box, but you go, am I going to lay? Because now you got to cover seven if you want to win this wager. Am I going to lay seven on the ROAD with Tom Terrific and the Buccaneers, and they've been anything but? Uh I'm not laying it with the Buccaneers here, but under a touchdown, you feel like this team can come through. You made a great point yesterday, which was, or it might have been on Monday, in terms of the Buccaneers game. It was one that they gave away. It wasn't one that really Cincinnati took away from them. And if you're Arizona, you better be ready for a Buccaneers team that needs to be focused because they're going to have to be, they're going to have to beat Carolina to be able to get through this uh, division and win the division in the playoffs. Concussion, that's what's going to keep out Colt McCoy from this contest uh, against the Buccaneers. You know, it is, you know, one man's uh, injury is another man's opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, we kid about Trace McSorley, but, you know, sometimes a lot of these guys are like, it's last chance you. you got to show that you've got a, a roster spot in the NFL, not as a starter, but you're trying to, you know, you, you mentioned it with Gardner Minshew with the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Gardner's are auditioning potentially for a starting spot somewhere else. He was a starter in Jacksonville before they got Trevor Lawrence. I wonder if Trace McSorley says, I got to prove that I'm at least a backup and can carry a clipboard when other guys are healthy. No question about it because McSorley's that fringe guy between a two and a three, and can he prove he can stay in the league? I think in college he's a great player because of his mobility and athleticism, but he doesn't have the arm strength. And in the NFL, you need guys that can make the throws. Uh, you know, I didn't think uh, Colt McCoy's the guy who would have as long, as long of a right. career in the NFL as he has had, and give him credit for that. But if you're McSorley, a great opportunity here. Now, he's faced against uh, Denver and San Francisco, two elite defenses where he struggled. This defense, not as good as those two, but this is not a team that defensively is going to be a slouch. So it'll be interesting to see in this matchup. Uh, I think this would be a big teaser play on Sunday for a lot of people. I tend to agree with you there. So, again, the Buccaneers, you would think if they're going to wrap up this division, one one of the worst divisions we've seen here in the NFC South, this is a a huge bonus for them that they go to the third-string quarterback of Arizona with a chance for Tampa Bay to take a stranglehold on that division. Let's stay with some quarterback news here in the NFL, and it's not looking good for Ryan Tannehill in the Tennessee Titans this weekend, and so much so that they signed Josh Dobbs, Tennessee's finest, off the uh, Lions practice squad to back up Malik Willis if Tannehill can't go. So now all of a sudden you look at Tennessee, we talked about the Colts and their quarterback change here. 
if you're Jacksonville and you're like, man, I if we beat the Jets and they got they being Tennessee has to go to Malik Willis, uh, boy, it's, it doesn't look great if Tannehill can't go for Tennessee this weekend. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's going to be a real challenge for this team, and that's why we're seeing the number drop, and I think the betters were on the right side of that one, taking Houston so far with the expectation that Malik Willis is going to start. Look, Joshua Dobbs, who played at the University of Tennessee, which mm-hmm. you referenced, I think he's a perfect example of a guy that is getting opportunities in the league because he's so likable, intelligent guy, aeronautical engineering major at UT, really smart kid, and just a guy that understands the go-along-to-get-along scenario and being likable, and that's why he's getting an opportunity. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but I think he's a good guy to have on your team. If, if there's other options of guys that are just stiffs, you might as well take a guy that people are going to like and that you know can at least help you from an intellectual standpoint, at least maybe help Malik Willis get ready for Sunday's game. And that's the other thing. We just talked about it with Trace McSorley and certainly Gardner Minshew. The elephant in the room here is Malik Willis, right? So, like, now you're laying five against the Texans in this spot. The Texans almost beat Kansas City last week. Not saying that's going to transfer to this game. But if you're Malik Willis... We're at the end of your rookie year. And you know what this league stands for, NFL, not for long. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you prove that you can't play. I'm not saying you can't. I don't know. But at some point, does he have to show something? Because they were doing, like we kidded about yesterday, they were doing the Byron Leftwich, let's roll Ryan Tannehill out there on one bad leg to the point where it doesn't look like he can even play this week. But they did that because they didn't want to trust Malik Willis last week against the Chargers. Yeah, Malik Willis 17 for 38 so far, 45% completion percentage for a buck 77 and one INT. I think the one thing that hurts you in the NFL is, and I know a lot of people, they, in my opinion, they overblow completion percentage because I think 75% of the throws are throws you've got to be able to make. Right. They're just, you know, simple, quick outs, other things, not of distance. It's the other 20 to 25% that really separate the great quarterbacks from the good quarterbacks. But Malik Willis right now has not shown much. And I'll tell you another thing that hurts him. You have a guy in uh, Mike Vrabel, who's the head coach, who likes experienced players. Mm -hmm. So if you're Malik Willis, here's an opportunity for this team to show that you are the franchise and be a guy that can really help them in the long term. This is a great team to play against, the Houston Texans. If you don't show success against this team, I think it's going to be a tough road in the offseason for him in in Tennessee. And I'm telling you right now, Vrabel's not above. I think Willis was, what, a third-round pick? Yeah. He'd be like, hey, you know what? We can move on from him. It's third-round right. It's not a first-round pick. We, yeah. we didn't invest potentially five years in you with a rookie deal in exactly. that first-round contract. So at some point, you just got to show signs. That's all. Like, like Trey Lance in San Francisco, they're just looking for signs. I think they saw enough there. That, you know, Trey will still be in that conversation, but that's changing now with Brock Purdy and his emergence. So it just goes to show you your window of opportunity in the NFL. If you're playing on a Sunday or a Saturday, in this case, your window is open now. It doesn't stay open forever. you got to start showing some things, and I think this is a big test for Malik Willis. To that end, I want to get to the NFL draft and update those odds on going number one because last year was the quote-unquote bad quarterback draft. Right, right. Only one first-rounder, Kenny Pickett. We'll find out what Kenny Pickett is long-term. I think Pittsburgh feels pretty good about that 20th overall selection. Yep. The odds for Bryce Young to go number one are still plus money, plus $1.30. Right. C.J. Stroud's almost 2-1. to one. Yeah. Remember, Houston owns that first pick. Their quarterback situation is so bad. They're going to Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills this weekend in that rotation of quarterback. Right. It's going to be, we believe, one of those two guys to go number one. Correct. If not, could they actually go defense in Jalen Carter or Will Anderson that we do believe could be really dynamic players, either at uh, defensive line or linebacker? 
No, because when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers with Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa, who, in my opinion, then T.J. Watt, those are the three best edge rushers in football. Yep. And as good as T.J. Watt is in Pittsburgh's record, I think Pittsburgh, because their defense is so elite overall when he's in there, that it allows them to win. But when you look at it, you need a guy that can come in and make a difference. If San Francisco had a franchise-changing quarterback, they would be prohibitive favorites to win the Super Bowl. And I think you can build up your team much quicker with a elite quarterback. We saw it with the, the Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, with the New England Patriots for two decades. With Brady, they put in, you know, guys who need name tags at wide receiver to be able to identify them. And they still continued to win. They had a good defense. It wasn't great every year, but it was very good. Um, and I think the quarterback makes a huge difference in terms of this game. This is the way it is played today. You have franchise-changing quarterbacks. Buffalo with Josh Allen. Um You've got Kansas City, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes. We saw what Rodgers was able to do in Green Bay for a long time. It's it's the key is the catalyst of quarterback. If you take away Jalen Hurts from Philadelphia, I still think it's a good team. They're not sitting at fourteen and one or thirteen and one. Um, they're a team that's probably you know ten and three somewhere in that range, ten and four. Yeah, I'm look. Brady is the anomaly, right? You normally don't get six rounders turn out to be the goat, right? Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick taken last year. Okay? We'll find out what Brock Purdy is, but he looks pretty darn good so far. Dak Prescott, by the way, was a fourth-round pick. Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Like, they're not always first-rounders that turn out to be the guy for your organization. But you miss more than you make when it comes to first-round quarterbacks. So when I see Anthony Richardson at 65-1 to to be the first overall pick, Mm -hmm. he's flying up draft boards. Is there any way that Richardson goes all the way from being, we believe, a locked first-rounder to being the number one guy? Yeah, if they've got an endless supply of Everclear in the Houston draft room. Are you kidding me? No shot. This guy can overthrow a country by himself. His accuracy is... But they're going to fall in love with the body type. They're not going to... Like Bryce Young, we mentioned he's small. Well, it's good. If they take Anthony Richardson, they could draft first again in 2024. (laughs) I mean, look... But he's going to go first round, right? He'll go first round towards the back end because somebody will look at him and say, listen, we got time to develop this guy. Right. You know, he's not a guy that I would take in the top 10, top 15. He's got great talent, but at some point in time, you got to be able to put it together. I understand the affinity for Bryce Young with his accuracy, but for me, Stroud's performance against Georgia will determine if he's going to go one or not. So he still has that marquee uh, matchup, really. And Anthony Richardson, his resume is already in the books, as they say. When we come back, one of my favorite exercises we do here on Big Bets, it's Win Total Wednesday. Next, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and gear up because it is college bowl season. Log into Bet Rivers every single game day. Receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect college game day experience. Head to Bet Rivers. Dot com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It is a whole new game. Before we get to Win Total Wednesdays, I want to get to uh, Willard Scott to my right because, Willard, you've got some updates on the weather that is wreaking havoc on the Midwest and some of those college basketball games you like to bet on. Yeah, absolutely. Today we've got a bunch of cancellations, including Iowa State at home. Uh, they were taking on Omaha. South Dakota State of Kansas City also postponed. South Dakota Oral Roberts. Mm. Um, that one is also postponed in North Dakota, Western Illinois, postponed as well. So just pay attention. Some of these games, uh, especially in the Midwestern part of the country, you might see some of that have an impact. Also, we were talking about before we came back from commercial, the weather. I mean, it is going to be extremely cold. Uh, Sean was saying in Pittsburgh this weekend, expected to be about minus eight degrees. For, for with the, the Las chill. Vegas Raiders yeah. to come in town. This is this reminds me. You remember the uh, AFC Championship game? I think it was eighty-two between the Chargers. Yes. And the uh, Cincinnati the, Bengals. Yes, and that was after the the Chargers had won the greatest in game Miami. I still have ever seen in the warm climate of Miami. Then they go to the frizz, frigid Riverfront Stadium at the time in Cincinnati, and Dan Fouts and Air Corps yell couldn't get that offense going. By the way, you you know Sean mentioned the weather in Pittsburgh. Is it eerie that sadly Franco Harris passes away? Friday is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception in Pittsburgh between the Raiders and the Steelers, and the Raiders and the Steelers are doing battle this Sunday in Pittsburgh. No, that was definitely planned. Oh, because of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, perfect time on that uh, Christmas Eve day. Yeah, great Good point. Play. And by the way, I do think you have to take that into account for your handicap, both of what's transpired here with Franco Harris and certainly the weather. That, look, the Raiders are a dome team now. Right, the, the, this is climate control that Derek Carr and company are used to playing in. Steelers are laying two and a half. You know, my five and a half ticket is already cashed for the Raiders, so I don't have any more 
emotional hedge there uh, going here. But we'll talk about this more with Brian McFadden tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, on Friday. But I kind of like the Steelers a little bit in this spot, laying the two and a half. I, I tend to agree with you. I think Kenny Pickett has really emerged in the last two years as the best quarterback in the last two classes. The Steelers team, I tell you what, they find ways. You know, we were joking about this before the season started. Pittsburgh will somehow find a way to be over 500. Now, they do need to, I think, win out. I think they're sitting at six and eight, so they do have to win out. But this team just finds a way to be competitive. You know, credit to Mike Tomlin and his team. But this is a game that's very manageable for them. No doubt. And by the way, that does get us to win total Wednesday here because what you can do is, and this is kind of the exercise, you go, well, there's only three games left in the season. Right. What you're really kind of doing is you can debate, and you do the math so well. Like, is it smarter to play some money line plays on certain teams versus playing the overs if you like these teams to win a couple games down the stretch to hit those win totals? Let's start, start with the Raiders right there because now they are 6-8. and eight. Their adjusted win total now, <clears throat> excuse me, is seven and a half. So they've got three games left. And again, small dogs here uh, against uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, small dogs against Pittsburgh. Then they got to play San Francisco and Kansas City. So if you like them to get over seven and a half, that's two to one. Do you like the Raiders to win any of these games at Pittsburgh in the cold against San Francisco? And then against the Chiefs, the only way I'm playing that, now look, it's minus 250 for the under because they're going to be heavy dogs in two of those three games, but they are, are underdogs in all three games. Um, you or know, will be. You know, to me, when I, when I think about it, the one game that they can win is against San Francisco because the 49ers may not need the game. It depends on if the 49ers need it or not. If they mm. don't, I think it's a winnable game at home. Uh, the Chiefs game is going to be tough because the Chiefs are going to need that in terms of the AFC home field advantage. You know, that's a great way to handicap it. Again, what I'm always doing there, that exercise, before you hop in on some of these features on Win Total Wednesday, is look about, you have to think about rest and which teams are going to play and which teams won't. Back to the Steelers, because their win total is the same as the, as the Raiders at 7.5. So your handicap immediately goes, well, who do you think is going to win on Sunday, right? Because that's going to be part of, if you're looking for the over here, you would certainly think that would be in play. The, the Raiders, uh, the Steelers, by the way, are plus $1.15. Their last three against Las Vegas, they are favored. By two and a half at Baltimore. And before you go, yeah, there'll be dogs, but who's playing quarterback for Baltimore? And will Baltimore even want to run out potentially Lamar Jackson anymore? Right? Because yeah. their season looks like a lost season potentially for the boys in Charm City. And then their last game on that schedule is against Cleveland. And no matter where you are in the schedule, you mentioned the, the affinity for Mike Tomlin. These guys trying to make sure that he still has a winning record. There is a chance that the Steelers could actually win out. And I got to be honest with you, if you made me play one way, I would take the over at plus $1.15 on the Steelers instead of, instead of laying the two and a half this Sunday against uh, the Raiders and then potentially take the money line situation against the Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, that's a great point you make there. And um, this could be interesting. If they can win at uh, Baltimore, it, it obviously hurts the Ravens' chance to be able to win that division. Well, wouldn't they love it? Wouldn't Mike Tomlin oh, love to absolutely. stick it to them? Right? Absolutely. A great opportunity to really – ruin their opportunity in terms of the playoffs because being at home for that first round makes a huge difference. Let's stay right there in that same uh, division here, and that is the Brownies. Seven and a half. Their over is minus $1.50. Remember, they have six wins. So, again, you, you're looking at is it smarter financially to play the Browns to win two of their last three or look at money line situations? Now, they are. They're taking on New Orleans this week. They're a favorite at home. At Washington, Will be interesting because we know the commanders desperately need that game now 
after losing to the G-Men last week. And then there's that game at Pittsburgh. To me, Amal, this doesn't feel like I don't like that over money at minus $1.50 because I think they're in jeopardy of losing at least two of those potentially on the road in D.C. and then again in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's good. this is one where I think it's tricky. I, I'm not a believer in this team with Deshaun Watson right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to back them. I think at the Steelers, going to be a tough game for them. The Commanders need that game. New Orleans defensively can really present some challenges. Um, it's hard to, to back the Browns in any of the three games for me in this one. Very quickly in the AFC, the top dogs, of course, are the Bills and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They're both at 11-3. and three. They're both, both their win totals are, th- are 13 and a half. i.e., is it smarter to, to say one of these two teams are going to win out Right at plus money. Yeah. If you think the Bills can run the table, that's plus a dollar fifty-five. They would have to do that theoretically to get the one seat. Right. At Chicago, at Cincinnati, and then against New England would be the Bills coming up here. Or excuse me, uh, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati's the second game, and New England's the last game of the year. Yeah, I took uh, the Bills at a plus two ten to win out la- before last week's game because I thought they would beat Miami and it would come down to the Cincinnati game. And I figured I could hedge on Cincinnati because I think they'll beat the Bears comfortably this week. And then at Cincinnati is a crucial game. Mm-hmm. And if you're Buffalo, that is a game you have to win for a multitude of reasons. First of all, then all of a sudden the Bengals move up to the two spot. They would have home field advantage over you. Uh, it really changes the dynamic of things in the AFC if Buffalo were to drop that game. That is going to be a huge, huge game on January 1st. It will or be. I think it's a Monday night game, January 2nd. Wow. So, again, plus $1.55 for the Bills to run the table and end up 14-3 and if you think they can win their last three games. And, again, two of those on the road starting off in Chicago this week. Conversely, for the Chiefs, this is where the number is playable for me. They're plus $1.15. Now, you go, well, why would it matter? They're going to play Seattle this week. They're big double-digit favorites. They're going to be big favorites. They own the Broncos, yeah. right? They just, Pat Mahomes doesn't lose to Denver. And you have that game in Kansas City. So, those next two at home, where they're going to be double-digit favorites, and then out here in the desert against the Raiders. Now, if they still need that game is the only question mark, that last one. But if they're trying to run down Buffalo, and they hope Buffalo slips up once, then all three of these games are in play. Double-digit favorite, double-digit favorite, and then a favorite on the road? I'll take the Chiefs at plus fifteen today. Yeah, it feels like to me, if you're Cincinnati, Kansas City, you really like your position, and Cincinnati does a little bit of work for you, you're going to have an opportunity to be the one seed, and I don't think this time around the Chiefs will let that slip through to get to the Super Bowl. I'm with you on that. Again, I'll get to the NFC hopefully later on in the program in hour number two. I want to stay in the AFC for one more, and that's the bottom feeder Texans. Now, look, they almost won last week. At some point, they're 112-1. and one. Their win total is one and a half. Would you lay $1.85, whoa, that they win just one of their last three? Just one. I just got to get one of them all, and I cash that ticket. But I got to lay almost two to one to do that. At Tennessee, against Jacksonville, and, and at Indy. Now, remember, they can actually win a game. And it doesn't screw them up. They're still going to be the number one seed overall. They've got a chance to win this game against the Titans. I think it's their best opportunity. I know the Colts are a weaker team than Tennessee. But for me, Dave, it comes down to the fact that Indy with Jeff Saturday will at least be trying to compete with Foles there as well. But the Tennessee Titans with Malik Willis starting, I think this is your best opportunity, your remaining three games to be able to win despite the fact that Jacksonville is at home. By the way, that leads us right into our pro tip for our number one. And that is with the Houston Texans. Okay, people? Don't overthink this thing. (laughs) They're going to take a quarterback number one overall. Now, again, some people might say, oh, maybe they could trade out. Somebody gives them the king's ransom. Yeah, that's a possibility. But to me right now, 
this is where they're headed. They're going to take a quarterback. Yeah, and to your point, though, the first pick is still going to be a quarterback because even if you're trading up, you're not trading up for Jalen Carter and Will Anderson as good as both of them have been. I would look at potentially you could bet both those guys a plus price, right? Plus 130 on Young and plus 130 on Stroud because I think it's going to be one of those two guys that goes number one. Tend to agree, and I love your analysis that really uh, Bryce, uh, excuse me, CJ Stroud still has a chance to make that play for number one with this bowl scenario. Come on back, Tank Williams, top of the hour here on Big Bets. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 